From conies to cheesecake and barbecue to brunch, we all have meals that mean something special to us. This podcast takes a deep dive into the traditions, delicacies, and legends that have shaped what we know and love about food. Each week, we'll learn from a guest about how food has impacted their relationships and how they view the world. This is Season to Taste. This week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Peyton from Make It Posh Picnics. Peyton, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, people that might not be familiar uh, with you. Um, so I do pop-up picnics, um, mostly just at like local parks and things like that. So um, I have a picnic set um, with a, a floor table, pillows, things like that. Um, lots of nice like floral decoration and food and things like that. And just go to the location, set it up for them. Um, they get to enjoy it for usually like two hours. And then I come back and tear it all down for them. So all they have to do is show up and have fun. Nice. That's really cool. For, for anyone that hasn't seen it, is just listening, definitely go on her Instagram, check it out. Um, it's really some incredible stuff. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that this kind of thing existed and they look really good. So yeah, definitely go check it out. So I have a little bit of a segment that I, I've been doing the past few weeks that we're going to hop into real quick. So it's called what's cooking. So just give me a little snapshot. What have you been eating slash cooking in the past, like few days, past week? Oh, like personally eating. Um, I eat a lot of tacos, honestly, lots of tacos all the time. Um, I don't make a lot of tacos. I make a lot of pasta at home. So I eat a lot of tacos out, eat a lot of pasta at home. Nice. Do you have a favorite taco place in Columbus? Um, yeah, I really like Dos Hermanos tacos um, at North Market. Those are probably my favorite. Nice. And then Condado's obviously is a obviously, yeah. good vibe, great tacos. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I've not been to Dos Hermanos, but I'll have to give it a shot. That, yeah, you definitely have to check it out. North Market, I every time, I feel like every year I'm saying that I need to go more because they just have so many good uh, little shops there. So I've yeah. probably been two or three times and... I just need to keep checking them off the list. Yep. For me, um, geez, what has this week been? This week has kind of been like the beginning of school free food bash to a certain degree. Just like mm-hmm. going a lot of places, getting a lot of free pizza. Um, tonight through crew, we're having the hog roast. So that's just a bunch of pulled pork and fun and food. So, um yeah, that's really been it. I haven't been cooking much, but this weekend I'm going to make some ribs with my buddy sous vide. So hopefully those come out really good. I'm trying apple butter ribs, which I've never done before. Ooh. It sounds like that's going to be really good. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through kind of the start of this business. Like what motivated you to do it? Was this kind of like a passion project before? Um, yeah, just let us know. Um, yeah, so when I'm not doing picnics, I do wedding planning and coordination. So I've been in the event world for a while. Um, and I've I've loved like picnics and that I've always wanted to do them with like my kids or my friends for birthdays mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, more recently doing weddings, I love the like design aspect of like, 
putting the tables together, you know, centerpieces, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, I've been seeing a lot of pop-up picnics, you know, since COVID and all that. So I just decided to give it a go. And yeah, it's definitely a huge passion. Like, like I said, I've been in the event world. So being able to start something completely on my own and it be like on a more intimate scale, um, mm-hmm. you know, not as many people as a wedding and having more creative freedom over it. It's been wonderful. So just my love for events, <clears throat> excuse me, my love for yeah. events has been really the cause for it. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that that was um, your background, but it makes sense. And it like, yeah, it's cool that you're able to turn that into something a little bit more um, intimate with like just one or two people. Yes. Um, so I'm curious is, do a lot of your customers usually like have a lot of, um, I don't know, things they want it to look like, or do they just like trust you and say, here you go. Yeah. So I was, I was wondering that when I started as well, I'm like, will I be just executing people's visions or will they just kind of put it in my hands? And it's honestly been a lot of my own like design for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have tons of pictures on my Instagram page of different picnic sets and usually people will look and they'll let me know kind of which vibe they're feeling or if they have certain colors they want. But other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot of like special requests. Um, they'll just kind of say a color that they want. And I make sure we have some pops of that in there, which I think is maybe something that I like the most about it is because I get to make every set different and unique to the person Mm -hmm. um, and have all that creative freedom. And I think a lot of people, you know, they want to book the picnic because they don't want to have to do all that back end stuff of designing it and, you know, getting the decorations and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So where, I'm curious, like, where does the food um, come into that? Is that usually um, people bring it on their own? Do you like incorporate that into some of your design too? Yeah. So it's been kind of a mix of things, which has been really cool to see. Um, Some people will bring their own. Um, I've had a couple of people want to try and make their own charcuterie board because everyone is very into that right now. (laughs) So they want to try to design their own um, and they've turned out great. The people who have done it. So they'll bring that. Um, If people want to bring other stuff, uh, sometimes I've been acting as like an Uber eats and going to pick up an order. Like I'll place the order for them and Mm -hmm. go grab it. And then I'll just display it really nicely. We've had like sushi and tacos and uh, burgers and just whatever you can think of. Someone has wanted for a picnic Um, but more often than not, I have like a handful of like food partners that I've made connections with since starting. Mm -hmm. And so those are the ones that I'll recommend to the guests who want to book a picnic. Um, like I have a charcuterie contact, actually I have a couple depending like which area they're in. And so I'll like put in an order for a board from them, um, uh, cookie, um, bakery, that does like giant cookies. They're delicious. Um, yeah, it's called breed love bakery and I've done like a lot of cookies, uh, chocolate covered strawberries. And so I have a handful of people that I like preferred vendors, I guess you would say. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's kind of a mix of all things. If people want to bring it or order it or use one of my vendors and I've made a couple of charcuterie boards also, and they've turned out really great. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. That's something I, I want to try more. I haven't really like, I mean, I really haven't had events to like make a charcuterie board for. 
Um, yeah. I guess I've, I usually help my mom if we're doing one for like Thanksgiving or something, but sure. something I want to try more partially just because it's kind of blowing up and everyone's doing it. So definitely. I'll and you don't a need shot. a reason. You don't need a reason. You can just <laughs> make is, one if you're like studying yeah. or just having a friend over, you know? What a great idea. <laughs> no, I need no reason to make a charcuterie board. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. What is your favorite um, picnic meal? If you were going on your ideal picnic. Um, I would definitely have a charcuterie board. Um, I would want like the full thing. They do grazing tables. A lot of charcuterie companies, mm-hmm. um, Sprig and Brie, the one that I use the most, um, they make amazing boards, but they do like grazing tables. So I've always wanted to do a picnic for myself and fill the whole table with like make the whole table a charcuterie board basically. Mm-hmm. So if I were going to do a picnic, I'd probably do a massive charcuterie board um, and desserts. I'd probably have like the strawberries and some pastries, probably not just like, like a entree type meal, just a bunch mm-hmm. of like little um, appetizer items. Um, yeah. And champagne. I'd probably add a lot of champagne nice. in there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just like some snacks and stuff. Keep it light. Sounds like a good yeah. idea. Um, I had something on that. I swear. Oh, so I saw a little bit ago, um, you actually had like a large, a larger group, maybe like eight people. I think they did something similar to that. Um, does that happen a lot that you get sort of larger groups? Like, I feel like I, expected um maybe like two people you know maybe a family or something um i thought that was really neat yeah so i kind of thought it'd just be dates at first um but i had um a bridal shower or a bachelorette party um and so that was my largest one it was 14 guests um and that was only my second picnic booked was a 14 person picnic so it kind of just threw me right into a large one but it went amazing um yeah, I've got quite a few um, like inquiries for larger parties, um, which has been really great to like help me grow. And I have to like get more tables and more items. But yeah, it can be anywhere. Right now, I think I can hold up to 20 people um, at a picnic. So the larger groups have definitely been picking up more with um, I have a baby shower that's coming up or like birthday parties for larger Mm -hmm. people has been a really common one. So yeah, it's not just dates. You can kind of literally do it for anything. And, um, that's been fun too, to see all the like different reasons to have a picnic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like there's, you don't think about a lot of reasons to have a picnic, but other than like dates is the one that comes to mind, but yeah, there's a lot of different times you could, but it's cool to see, kind of the creativity of different people that try and, um, that, that have a, a picnic with you is like, I don't know. Have you seen some really cool ideas that people have come up with that, that have like inspired you? Yeah. Um, people definitely have different things. A lot of the most common kind of vibe has been that boho look, you know, with like the greenery and things like that, but it's been nice to see kind of what people like in addition. Um, like I had someone who, 
liked butterflies. And so I never thought about incorporating that, but now I, I really want to do like a full on like butterfly picnic and I haven't yet, but, um, or I had someone use, um, their grandmother's China instead of my dishes, they asked to use that. So I got to set up really pretty, like kind of vintage floral China, which was really Mm -hmm. neat because it kind of totally changed the feel of the picnic. And it was cool to see it have like, um, meaning behind it, you know? Um, and then I actually am doing like the first week of October, a, um, like a witchy vibe picnic, which will be the Mm. first time I've ever done something like dark on a picnic. So still trying to make it like that elegant kind of like earthy feel, but adding those dark tones, that'll be interesting to kind of branch out and do, but yeah, there are a lot of people who have had little comments that have made me do picnics that I wouldn't have thought of. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's been a lot of fun in the creative way. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like sitting here thinking of different ideas of like, um, sort of like a, a, I guess like a tea date sort of thing. Like I can just think yeah, of like a really gloomy party. day, but like having, um, tea and that would be interesting. Um, yeah like an apple cider picnic you go to like an orchard and oh just my goodness. like i would love that <laughs> i don't know yeah, so people, many ideas. they're always sending like people that i know friends and family and things like that they'll be sending like like pictures through to my instagram to like inspire mm. me for my next location like a lavender field they sent me a picture of somewhere oh. in another country of this huge lavender field so i actually found a lavender field and um, like talked with them about doing a set of picnics probably next season with them Mm -hmm. in the field. Um, So yeah, it's cool to get all these different ideas. I've had people recently ask um, if I can do like um, a picnic for men. And so I haven't really branched out and done like a very kind of manly design, I guess. So um, that'll be interesting. They want it to just kind of be very like um like a bourbon whiskey vibe for Mm -hmm. it so i have to get some ideas brewing on that um but it should be fun like a new challenge yeah Yeah. there's there's so many different ways you can go that's interesting it'd be cool to see um the different ways you are able to take that yeah what's your favorite part about making picnics for people Um, I first love the reactions to the picnics. A lot of times they're a surprise more often than not. I've had people where they're surprising someone. So Mm -hmm. I love that so much because it's such like a happy moment that that they didn't expect. And so it's been really cool to see that. Um, but I really just like creating the space for the friends, the date, whatever it is, the family to just kind of be. And again, it's where, you know, I do all of the back end work, like the planning, the food, all of that, set it up. They just show up. They have an amazing time. That's something a little unique that they'll definitely remember. And then they get to just like leave without any worries of cleaning. So I just like creating the space for people, you know, like a beautiful Mm. space. Um, And it's so relaxing. Like, every single picnic I've just wanted to like sit and be at like it's just it's very relaxing even on the hot days just like it's it's a vibe for sure and so yeah just creating those those spaces for people to 
be is definitely yeah. the most rewarding part and seeing their faces. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool because I think a lot of people that I talk to, um, I mean, I don't really talk to many people in the event space as much. Um, so it's cool to hear that you're able to like create a space that people um, connect can connect over food. Right. Uh, that's kind of like a big thing I talk about here and something that I really, um, that I'm trying to do with my house and like something that I, I really value. So I, I think that's awesome. And always excited to hear how other people are doing that. And it kind of gives me ideas of how I want to do that going forward. So that's sweet. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know how I want to ask this. Um, I mean, you've kind of mentioned it, but I'm curious, how have you seen, are there any like specific, really fun stories of like, um, you know, time people connected over food, right? Um, yeah, I feel like the, I keep talking about charcuterie boards, but like, I just feel like they definitely, a lot of people haven't had them. Like, I mean, you yourself, you don't have them yeah. very often, but like, um, I feel like that's a thing that really like creates conversation for people. I I'm not there, you know, during the picnic, I leave mm -hmm. for the time that they're there, but I've stayed for some of them at the beginning to like, let them get settled, do some photos for them. So sure. like, it's definitely always been like a kind of conversation starter um, is like different things on the charcuterie boards. Um, people yeah. put such unique things on there that not a lot of people have had. Um, I don't know if this is answering your question, but like figs, have you ever had figs? Yeah. I was just about to say that. I had never had, I've never had them before and they were on and I, I asked um, one of the owners of Sprig and Brie, I was like, what is this thing? And she said, it's a dried fig and I tasted it and it was amazing. And I just had never had it. And just these different combinations of things you can do, like putting honey on your cheese and all these things that people just don't typically do in their day. Yeah. So those have, I mean, those are my favorite part of picnics, you know, like they add such like, I don't even have to do a lot of decorating on a picnic when you add a charcuterie board because it's yeah. so pretty on its own. That is probably like just the thing that sticks out food related that creates conversation. I don't know if that yeah. answered your question, but it's a great way to like get them even like comfortable in the picnic for the larger groups. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it definitely adds a lot to it. Yeah. I think that's the, the word that comes to mind is that's a really visceral experience because a lot of people, um, I mean, a lot of times you're ordering food, you're ordering food that you're comfortable with and you all are eating different things. And so when you all kind of come around this, you know, big charcuterie board of things that you're not familiar with and you're all sharing it and it's all kind of like this combined experience, it's completely different and so much more hands-on and like, I don't know, exploratory and you're all kind of experiencing it together. I think that's a really cool thing about charcuterie boards. Uh, yeah, we're just fixating on it now, but it's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. I agree. So switching gears a little bit to kind of your upbringing, what was food like for you growing up? Did you cook a lot with family members or what was that for you? So my family, my my mom's side of the family is from Thailand. My mom was born in Thailand. So I ate a lot of like Asian food growing up, a mm. lot of spicy food. So like yeah. my, my childhood, I remember like from 
younger than I can remember, I've been eating like hot peppers, just like I would taste them when they were cooking. And just, I feel like that's a cool thing that not a lot of people, like little kids get to experience. It's yeah. like a bunch of spicy stuff. So um, yeah, food is definitely, it was a, it was a big part of my growing up, just like watching my granny make spring rolls and egg rolls and stir fries and all these things that none of my friends had ever had before. Um, and it was always nice too, when my friends would come over because they'd get to try things that they wouldn't typically yeah. have, um, that I always thought were normal. Like I had, I mean, mangoes are pretty popular, but we, that was like mm -hmm. the fruit for us growing up. And, um, I had so many friends who had never had a mango before. And so got to like yeah. come to my house and have all these different things. But, um, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of Asian food, um, growing up and, yeah, that was always fun. We would like sit around a table and just like make egg rolls together. So mm -hmm. that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's cool to hear those experiences like that, that, um, we each have of cooking with family members or whatever. Um, recently I was this summer, um, went to visit my grandparents in Chicago and I made some spetzel with my grandma cause she's, um, got German heritage. So it's just like cool things like that that we each have cooked different things over the years so it's yes. pretty cool i don't know what that is it sounds like it'd be fun to cook with your grandmother but i don't know yeah. what that is it's it's kind of hard to describe because you make this um somewhere between a like pancake batter and like a bread dough um and you put it on a board and then you take a knife and you cut it off into the water so this kind of like uh, I don't know, this kind of goopy dough falls into the water and then it, it boils and becomes um, a, a type of pasta to, to be general about it. Sort of like the texture of gnocchi, but not made of potato. Okay. Um, gotcha. And then you put just like a, a kind of butter sauce and nutmeg and, you know, that sounds it's pretty simple, but it's really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to make some. I keep forgetting. But yeah. I need to make some. That sounds delicious. So on that note, do you have any of um, your grandparents' recipes or family members' recipes that you still make? Um, definitely. Uh, my granny, my grandmother, she uh, doesn't write anything down. So she's all in her, you know, in her brain with her recipes. Yep. So she, her thing is if you don't come over and learn how to do it, then you're not going to know how to do it. So she, she loves having people come over, you know, my cousins, me, my mom, everyone, and like teach us how to do it. So I definitely, we, I make a lot of things that my granny has taught us to make. Um, and my mom has a couple of things too. Um, this isn't an Asian dish. It's actually, um, like this spicy meatball soup. That's my number one favorite food. And so that's something that like my mom taught me to make. It's very simple, but so delicious. Um, yeah, there are definitely things it's like when I first moved into an apartment, you know, young adults, the only things I knew how to make were like four different Asian dishes. So like, that's all I would cook every single day yeah. for myself was just like these like stir fry, like, or like fried rice or whatever I knew. I only knew like four and they were all for my granny. So nice. That's yeah. Fun. So what's, what's in the, describe the meatball soup to me. I'm curious. Yeah. So I, it's like a Mexican dish. I forget how to say it, what it's called. I call it hot soup. That's just what we refer to it yeah. as, but it's, um, just like beef meatballs. You make them like beforehand. 
Um, and then it's like a, like, I'm going to say some of these words wrong, but like a tomato boyon. Is that how you say it? Boyon? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that is like the broth. There is like a whole can of uh, chipotle peppers and like a sauce. Mm-hmm. There's like zucchini, potatoes. Um, it's so good. It is delicious. It's like a really spicy, hearty, like vegetable soup kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's delicious. And apparently the right way to eat it when I visited my family in Arizona where my mother learned to make this when she was younger, they put it on like tortillas. So like Mm -hmm. you could eat it as a soup, but then you can put the ingredients on a tortilla and eat it like that. It's really good. If you like spicy stuff, um, it's definitely very spicy. So I can imagine I'm not the biggest on spice. I'm trying to come around. Um, Um, It's one of those things that you, you can kind of build it up, but I don't know. It's, it's tough, (laughs) but that sounds really tasty and really interesting. I did not, never heard of something like that so that's cool i'll have to look it up and see what i can find yeah well we're gonna hop in the hot seat let's get into it what is your favorite picnic location um i really enjoy um the park of roses um clintonville the whetstone park of roses Okay. Um, it's it's very pretty, obviously, just when everything's in bloom. So that's been one of my favorite places. There's a pretty fountain there and you can do it in like the field with the roses surrounding or there are a lot of like tucked away areas that are very shady and private. Um, they also have a, a really cute white um, small gazebo that you can set a picnic for like two to four under. So I've mm-hmm. done that before. So that's probably my very favorite. Um, that's also before I started picnics where I've always taken my kids and gone and had a little picnic at. Mm-hmm. So I think it maybe has some like sentimental background there, but um, yeah. yeah, that's definitely probably my favorite place. Nice. Sounds good. Um, if you could have a picnic anywhere, um, you're, you're like all expenses paid, your choice is the, the beach, the forest or the mountains. Should you choose? Um, I would definitely choose the mountains if I had like a crew of people to carry all my stuff (laughs) up there. (laughs) There are so many views that, you know, you see people take pictures of and they're just gorgeous. And I always, every time I see something pretty like location wise, I'm always first thing is like, I would love to have a picnic there. Um, So definitely the mountains, again, if I could have like, a handful of people carrying all my stuff to a like a lookout uh, area on the mountain yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it's a long hike you know yeah with a big table and all that yeah that'd be a lot of food or whatever yeah <laughs> right what's your ideal summer beverage like non-alcoholic or alcoholic beverage you can do one from each category one of each one of each okay um since doing the picnics i've gotten very into sparkling water like Lacroix. Mm -hmm. um that's the main drink that i use for my picnics so um definitely sparkling water for summertime every time i I provide like the sparkling water for the picnic and I always add an extra one in my cooler so that when I'm done setting the picnic, I can sit and like sit back, look at the picnic and drink the LaCroix. And it's one of my favorite things to do, but it's also been so hot. So it's very refreshing. Um, And then 
alcoholic summer drink. Um, I don't know. I really like champagne. Um, and it's like refreshing and, and sparkly. So probably that. Um, yeah, I would say just champagne. That works. That works. And then you shampoo. What about you? What's your summer drink? Am I allowed to ask that? You are. Um, okay. I feel like a nice like Arnold Palmer's iced tea and lemonade. Um, mm, yes. I am unfortunately only 20, so I, I'm not uh, knowledge on the sure. alcoholic side, but <laughs> an Arnold Palmer is quite good, in the, especially yeah. in the summer on a nice hot day. Um, oh, I just came up with a question. Uh, if you had to make a picnic that was pear themed, like the fruit, I don't know what else it'd be. <laughs> what would you come up with? A pear on the fly. Picnic. Yeah. Um, I've been really into like cutting fruits in half and using them as like decoration, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are several different kinds of pears, so they'd probably look pretty whole and half. Um, sets them out like that and then I mean I feel like it fit really well with just kind of my my vibe I have going with like the earthy tones and I could do like little pops of green because there are some green pears um probably just mainly that just get a bunch of different kinds sizes keep some whole half um display them like that and then add some pops of like green to it that'd be really pretty and now I want to go make that picnic (laughs) nice yeah. And then what food to go with? I'm guessing a charcuterie board, but always a charcuterie board. Um, I don't know. Whenever I've done fruit, I've typically also done pastries. So yeah. um, they kind of go well together, like a nice refreshing thing with like some ready items, like croissants mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. It's always like the fancy looking food, you know, charcuterie, croissants, and like, yes. um, yeah, probably some pastries. Nice. It's a good yeah. idea. All right. Well, that is all the questions I had. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And where can people find uh, everything about what you're doing? Um, mainly just Instagram right now. All the photos, you can go to the link in the bio and submit a request if you want like a quote to do a picnic. Working on my website. So that'll be up nice. soon, hopefully. But right now, just like Instagram, it has my email on there also. Awesome. Instagram at Make It Posh Picnics. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Season to Taste. If you enjoyed, go ahead and share it with one of your friends and tell them your favorite part. You can find me on Instagram at Season 2 Podcast. And special thanks to Adam Paddock for the music.